Welcome back to the Lakers Fast Break. Uh, Jamie Sweet here for Gerald Glassford, even though it says Gerald Glassford down below. I wonder if I can change that. I'm sure I can if I work on it. Anyway, I'm Gerald Glassford. Welcome to the Lakers Fast Break. I'd like to uh, thank all of our contributors uh, listed in his in, in uh, Gerald's epic uh, tag thing that he does on every uh, video and so on and so forth. Uh, but especially uh, Joe Soro, Laker Tom here with me today, Gerald Stone Hansen, uh, Nick, Sean, Magic Man, Grice, and so on and so forth. Well, it's a big, it's a big cult we got here uh, at the uh, Lakers fast break. So, welcome to the show. Uh, Tom and I had been had said this was going to be a forum for debating trades, but the Lakers filled out their roster so quick. There's, there's not much left to there's not much left to talk about, so we're just going to stare quietly at the camera for about forty five minutes. Nah, I'm just joking. We'll talk about some stuff. I, have, I see. Some well, there, there's actually some good stuff to talk about. It's uh, there's some good stuff to talk about. It, it's an interesting situation the Lakers find themselves in right now, and um, yeah, um, we're still waiting to see for the who's going to be the 14th guy. That's the big question right now. So a couple of things that some people might want to get hip to. One is how the two-way contracts work in the new CBA. If the Lakers carry, I believe, 14, 15 players, they can have three two-way contracts. If they carry below that, and the minimum roster you can carry, it's a very small wiggle room. 13, I think, I think still. 13, 13 is the minimum you can go into a season with. Uh, and I'm not talking training camp. Training camp, roster sizes are huge. There's going to be like 30 yeah. guys at camp. And then 10 of them are going to get cut the first day and so on and so forth. So I'm not talking training camp. I'm talking about final roster sizes, guys who we expect to see in some kind of rotation on a, on a semi-regular basis. Um, and most of those guys are on the team now. As Tom said, we're talking about the 14th, maybe 15th man on the roster. Uh, guys who, if, the, if, if you're thinking the season hinges on them, uh, well, you're, 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 you're in trouble because that means it's, it's already too late. Uh, we're we're going to be bad. Um, but that's being the case. We do have some questions here, so let's start with uh, let's start with this guy. So Jet Bluey says, uh, "Your dream scenario, big man, realistically." Now, Tom, I'll leave this to you. Tom and I have vastly differing opinions on what makes a good big man in the NBA. Uh, it's one of the things we debate about the most, actually, uh, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, so well, I'll, well, I think it, it all it really comes down to why don't we redefine it this way? What do the Lakers need in a big man? I because mean, I, we still debate that a lot. Dramatically varies from team to team, philosophy philosophy of the coaches of the front offices and so forth. Um, appropriate to that this conversation, what just came out today again was Rob Belinka on ESPN talking about how the Lakers need to return to the two big men format that they had back in the championship of 2020. Um, and this is acknowledging that there are some differences in the game today versus 2020, that spacing has become a lot more important. And when you're talking about a 39 year old LeBron James versus a 35 year old LeBron James, yeah, LeBron needs a lot more spacing and AD having lost his three point shot since the 2020 championship, that, that raises the whole issue that, yeah, it's, it, we do need we do need a big body next to AD, which means AD is going to play the four, but that big body's got to be able to shoot. What's interesting about what Palenka said was that he said that was one of the reasons that they signed Hayes. They really yeah. think that Jackson Hayes can fit that mold. Now he did. 
this first he's four years in the league. His first two years he was like one for four for threes and five for thirty or something like that. And then he had a pretty good year where he shot thirty five percent and he shot well over a hundred threes. Last year he was injured for the first part of the year, never really got going. Um, and he's always been a good 70%, mid-70s free throw shooter. So he's got potential in that sense. But, um, you know, it all comes back to, I, I made a tweet the other day or yesterday that I think really sort of summarizes what the Lakers' philosophy is strategically as a team when it comes to this whole three-point shooting differential in the modern NBA game. They would like to take a lot more threes. They'd like to make a lot more threes. But they also understand that the guys who are shooting those threes have to do other things if the team is going to be a championship caliber team. They got to defend, first of all, or they're not even going to get time on the court. Secondly, you got to play make. You notice everybody in the Lakers, whoever lasts on this team, are guys who can get up there and at least contribute three or four assists per game mm -hmm. um, because it, it adds to the style of play. And then thirdly, size. We've gotten a lot bigger and longer this year, especially yeah. in the backcourt. And the formula that we had that works and got us to the conference finals last year was that points of the paint and made free throws can offset the differential of the three-point shooting. Now, that doesn't mean we don't try to get better as a three-point shooter, but you got to understand that we can't just go out and get Duncan Robinsons to solve that problem because they don't fit the rest of the strategy defensively playmaking wise on the team. So we need to, we're, we basically are getting players who have that ability. Now, Jackson Hayes may not be able to stretch the court the way that we want. We think that maybe, maybe Phil Handy can turn him into a better shooter the way he has apparently done with, with, uh, with uh, Hachimura. So you hope to, to improve that. But the other thing that Hayes does is he's got size. He shoots free throws. He gets to the line. He dunks the ball. So, you know, we're going to get, we're going to, there are other ways. You just don't have to totally abandon. You look at the who won championships in the NBA in the last 10 years. And yeah, well, three-point shooting is important and having timely, timely clutch shots is really important. It isn't the teams with the best three points that shot the most threes or that made the most threes that won those championships. It was basically the team that did everything else well and still had a good performance in the threes, but they weren't relying upon it solely. So I think this whole thing about who is the dream center for the Lakers, in context, it's it's Turner. You know, he's the perfect fit. And I'm saying the perfect fit from all three standpoints. He shoots threes effectively. He can protect the rim effectively, and he doesn't cost more than – 25, 30 million dollars at max, because awesome. you can't go over 30 million dollars for the third for anybody else on the team with the two superstars, or you you'll run out of room to to have a deep team. Sure. Also, um, not not on the team currently, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah now, so now the real question is of the people that are left, what's happening? I mean, yeah, both players gonna sign now with. I, I, with yeah, Phoenix, gonna man, well, I can't believe Phoenix has done a terrific job, man. They have, they're going to have a pretty good team. They don't play uh, defense, uh, but man, you're going to have to score a lot of points to beat them. Uh, in theory, yeah, I, 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 Jerry's out on that for me. So I, I'm of a slightly different opinion. I think Jackson Hayes is a perfect pickup because he doesn't shoot threes really well, or a lot of them. 
The game well, I took. He took he, you say that he took about 100 threes, but that still translated to about two attempts a game if you go back and look at his stats. Yeah. You know, everybody talks about volume three-point shooting, but the Lakers did just fine last season with LeBron James and Austin Reeves and D'Lo being the quote-unquote volume three-point shooters on the team, and not a, none of them shot more than seven a game. Well, uh, if we, we'd also done a lot better if we took off LeBron shooting. <laughs> But he's going to shoot. That, that's the thing. LeBron's shot at field goal attempts are going to start to look less and less like his career, which is if you look at the shot attempts for the bulk of his career, it's 15 feet and in, right? A lot of paint points, a lot of a lot of drives. That's going to stop. He's going to shoot more jumpers. He's going to shoot more threes. He's going to shoot about eight threes a game this season, I'm thinking. Uh, and he shot just over seven threes a game. Uh, and I think season. he's going to shoot better. I think he'll shoot better. You know, I think that depends on his foot. Uh, if yeah, his foot it, but is, but that's the big thing you got to count on. I mean, yeah, but that's. Yeah, I'm, that's ra- I'm writing an article on the five wild cards that the Lakers have this season, and yeah, well, number one be, is health. Yeah, you know, LeBron's health, and then number two is AD's health, and then number three should be LeBron's health again. And number four. <laughs> well, is the number health. one of the five is obviously health, and health. Yeah. Is, it's, you know, it's, so it's all it's all. But, but assuming that assuming these, that LeBron and AD are both healthy, I think Jackson Hayes first is not going to start anywhere near future. You know, he has to first prove oh. he can even be the backup center. No, I, I I think that's I don't think that's true. I think they are going to look to start him. You think really, they're going to have Hayes start? I think they're going to have Hayes start for. I think it'll be it'll be more like. How it was if if Rob's if uh, so I'm taking Rob at his word. This is why I think Hayes is perfect. He's going to be the JaVale McGee. He's an excellent pick and roll center. So that works with D'Lo and Reese's game. And it frees LeBron and AD up to be the recipient of passes off of both of their pick and roll action with Hayes. You don't need to involve LeBron in in the the pick and roll. He just needs to, you know, you can. Yes, if we had some preseason games to uh, before we made these opinions. Well, no, I mean, you're, 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 you you got to base them off of, I mean, right now we're just, it's summer league. It's, it's, yeah. we'll, we'll get to summer league towards the end of the show and how well Max Christie and Castleton look. But I, I think that they're going to, they're going to either promote Castleton or find another big, uh, if Bobo, which I'm not, I'm not mad about Bobo going to Phoenix. Uh, I would have loved to have seen it. Just, it just like I'm not mad about Mo Bamba being the backup center to Montrez yeah. Harold. On uh, uh, the, the, third, the third guy off the bench, or I'm sorry, in Philly, not neither of the. It's going to be at, at worst. It'll be Tristan Thompson at well, best. I think he's the fallback, and, and that's not bad because no, he, he played. He I, played great. He played great. I'm big playoffs. on Jackson Hayes, just like you are, because I really yeah. think that he can be. But I actually think he can be a stretch center. He doesn't I, have to shoot no. 10 threes a game to be a good stretch effective player. No, I, I, let's let's just put that. Let's just. Put but he's that. gonna he's gonna shoot him. That's what that's why they they can't have a no, guy. He better not there. shoot him. He needs to get down to the paint and rebound the ball and get yeah. it back out to a really good shooter. We don't need a stretch five. You need him setting screens <sighs> and rolling hard to the rim. That's it. That's you can't have you can't have you can't have two right. non-shooters on the court. Yes, you can. Who's the other non-shooter in this scenario? You got Reeves. Anthony Davis, got, man. No, that's AD. If he knows he's going to be more at the four, is going to drop 10, 15 pounds. He's going to get a little more lift on that jump shot, which is he's been leaving him short since he, he bulked up. And it's been two years running straight, short jumpers. All his jumpers hit the front of the rim. Let me tell you, Jackson oh, Hayes is going to Jackson Hayes is going to shoot a lot more threes than you want. Not as many as I want. But that's a lot fair. More than you think. That's, I, I don't know about a lot. I, I, I'm going to say he caps out at around 100. 
I think if he and Vanderbilt, if you're going to start him, he's going to be playing more than that. He's going to be playing 2025. I I think he and Vando are both going to play about 2025 minutes a game. And you're going to have, uh, you're going to rotate a Rui at the five, Vando at the four. Yeah, back see, I think eight. they start Rui. I think they start Rui because it, at the three, yes. Starting Rui is almost like starting a second big. Rui, you know, LeBron's going to play the three and he's going to slack off on defense like he always does, put pressure on in a few occasions and so forth, but he's going to play the three because Rui can't play the three. Speaking of LeBron, Rui, Rui is basically going to be the second big man to start the season, and it'll help a lot. He'll get to the free throw line, and he'll he'll put pressure on the ball. He'll put pressure on the rim the way that we really need that Vando can't do, as well as being able to stretch the floor. We'll see. So Rui, I, I, I think, is the natural perfect starter to go for now, and I think Hayes has to first prove that he has to first prove he can listen to Phil Handy and do exactly what Phil's telling him to do. You get the ball right here, this is your move. You get the ball over here, this is your move. Sure. You're doing uh, two things. Protect the rim and dunk the ball. You yeah. know? We'll see. We'll and see. and start off said. as the backup center, that's what you do. Sure. We'll get yeah, you we'll some see. minutes with AD. We'll get you some minutes with AD. If you got an open three, take it. No problem. But as long as you continue to do the other things that you're supposed to do. Um, he needs so, discipline. Well, we'll see. Yeah, he's a little out of control sometimes. Jay, yeah, well, anybody who comes from Brown. Houston, come on, man. Now Houston was the worst place for that kid to go. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad place for everybody. Look at what it's done to James Harden. Uh, can LeBron come well, off the bench and the Lakers be successful? Ha <laughs> All right, we're just going to move right on. All right. No, uh, so I'd like to say it. thank, welcome, Kurt, uh, Daniel. Uh, 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 Joe Soros would say announce is announcing his retirement. Uh, I don't know what he's retiring from. Are you retiring from from doing lawns or the the, the uh, well? Anyway, you're retiring. You're retiring, retiring from grass. No yeah. more grass. <laughs> uh, I don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> hey, California jokes. All right, what's up, Comioso? All right, Bear. Uh, uh, Suns. Yep, Suns got Bull Bull. No, nobody cares. Uh, I care. I Bull Bull was. I wish we'd had Bobo. I think it was. Nah, well, I'll say this. I was a little bit surprised when he cleared waivers uh, because there's teams with cap space that you would think who are like in rebuild mode, like Detroit and, and, and Orlando. Well, not Orlando, but like there's teams that like, you're kind of like, Oh, you don't want a high potential guy who's come from like the Denver system is pretty solid. He's only 23 like, years old. Yeah, He's 23 years old. And he's he's like, got talent, like, man. He's not top, but like people are like, you know, somebody you like treat him like a freak is the problem. He's become a sideshow. Well, uh, I, I mean, people are trying to make these Wembenyana comparisons, and I find it absurd because Bobo's been in the league for four years now, mm-hmm. and his best season he averaged under eight points uh, and under four assists. So this is this is the problem. This is the problem. For, this is the problem kind of facing a big man today. If you are trying to cast yourself in the role of Jokic, where you're this do everything, grab the ball off the miss, push the ball up the court, make a play, make a shot, kind of a center, you can't just do it once or twice a game. 
And you can't just do it like on the fly. If it's not part of the team philosophy, it's just not going to work. You're going to piss off the point guard. I don't even think you can make you're gonna, it You're going to be this guy who doesn't fit in the mold of what the team is trying to do. If you're just trying to showcase flashy skills and stuff, that's G League. That's what the G League is for. But if you want to win, and this is what this is what Denver showed us this last season. If you want to win, you have to have a team that buys into a concept and executes the concept. Five guys at the same time on the floor working together. That team doesn't just work because Jokic is supremely talented. It works because all four other guys acknowledge it works that they've been the together for option. a while. They've perfected it. You know? They've perfected it, right? That's the other thing. That like they, but like you know, Jokic is a freak of nature, and he's put in well, the time on his body. He's put in the time on his body. Bobo still looks like he could eat a Twinkie a day and not gain ten pounds. Yeah, like, but you can't compare those two types of players. The yes, thing that that's makes what he, that's, so what, that's what people want, right? That's the thing that's that makes Jokic so tough is that he is so big. And yeah. I'm not talking you can't about move him spots. It's no, the he's, bulk. It's the he's, he's strong. He's he's big strong and like strong Ox. and and he's strong like Ox. That's why guys like Bull Bull or Wimbanyana or that's a whole different type of player you're talking about. They're talking about those are the guys who are maybe basically should be emulating Kevin Durant, trying to get to be Kevin Durant, uh, because they're going to have to live on their out on their perimeter game, because their interior game is not going to work against a lot of these guys. And then also, too, they, they have to make up for it. They have to make up for not having the size to do what Jokic can do, playing defense, man, doing something that Joker can do, which is block shots and, and you know, and, and actually change the game with your speed and athleticism. I mean, that's what appealed to me about, you know, there are, I, called, I, called, I called the Bull Bull a potential Lamar Odom clone. I know he had, he plays no, the Lamar was our, Lamar ways. came in better than Bol Bol did day one. Lamar came in NBA ready day one. Sure, that's but the th- that's the thing with these. That's the thing with these project guys. It's like when you well, get four years in, the project because project. of the extremities of the freakish nature of his physical stature and the thinness of him, you know. And that's the I mean, it's surprising. Though. Were you surprised at Wimbanyana's performance? No, he's very thin. Okay, I mean, summer league is not when that kind of player can really perform well and no, and also and, too and, surrounded and they, by a bunch and, of guys they, who are thought, summer league players is not a way refs, to show yourself off i thought the refs let let the defense get up in him a little bit which i think is good i i i, I, I honestly i wouldn't be surprised if popovich went up to him to the refs and like hey psst, just oh, yeah. th- don't worry about calling fouls for wemby like he needs to he needs to he needs trial by fire here in summer league so this is what i i, I will say this i was surprised they played him 40 minutes because based on his physique the more minutes you play based in the fatigue level that he probably accumulated in that game, he's never played NBA level competition. Yeah. Everybody's like, Oh, he dominated. Your I league. think that's, I think that's what we should do with LeBron and AD. I don't think they should play more than 30 minutes a game, man. I mean, ideally, but that's, you know, so if, anyway. if you were to, if you were to chart it medically, I'm sure playing that extra 10 minutes a game. Ups your injury percentage by a good 30. Your injury, your injury things have got us. That's why I was surprised the, San Antonio let him play so long in a summer league game, which means absolutely nothing. Well, especially after seeing what happened to Chet last year, you know. Oh, and uh, and Scoot in his first game uh, with Portland. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Ugh. So you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so, Kurt Affair, I just want to put this crazy notion to rest. There's no no, no center on the Lakers will ever make enough threes to keep defenses from clogging the lane against LeBron James or Anthony Davis. It just will not happen. No, no, no defense is going to be like, you know what? That center out on the three-point line really worries me. Let's let LeBron drive. Well, I, I don't it's, think it's, it's just not going to happen. It will not. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's a center. You just have to think it doesn't about. Doesn't matter who it is. The the recipe to defend LeBron James is pack the paint. The recipe to defend Anthony Davis is pack the paint. Yeah. The paint will be packed. True, <laughs> but but there is a difference. There is a difference between between. Here's a much Bando more in the corner. There's a difference between Bando in the corner and uh, Buddy he, Buddy Heald in the corner. There's not. Yes, there's there not. is. No, there's not. Yes, because if you put Buddy Heald in no, the corner, you're still you're going to put one. Nobody's going to help out of the corner. That's one guy. They're not going to help out of the corner. We don't have. There's only a half a dozen guys in the league that are probably enough. I'm telling. They'll you. do it. Position, they'll do it situationally if somebody gets hot, but. Maybe. Now, the one thing, here's the one thing I will agree with you on it, which is why I don't think, it's why I said earlier, the Lakers' path to success has to be to offset, has to be to offset the three-point differential with inside play by scoring points in the paint and going to the line. And the way to do that is to have players who, also are capable of having that happen. And I think that the Lakers have done a good job on that. So I think that they're, I think that we are going to be a better points in the paint team and a better free throw team than we were last year because we're bigger and we're better. I also think we will be better three point shooting because I do think that we have some guys that can shoot better. And I think that, that I think that there's also a, for some reason, we had our. There's several stats that showed that we just basically missed a lot of really wide open shots. It wasn't so That's much that we have. taking bad shots. It's just that, I mean, even you watch NBA players, man. I mean, almost every one of them who are the three point shooter or a guard, they can make 10, 15 threes in a row, no problem when you're warming up. But it's a lot different in the game, you know. Um, that makes all the difference. But if you're standing all alone there, man, it's, it, and, and and if the team's been hitting, you can do it. So I think that we're gonna. I think we're much better and, and improved in that situation. I don't know whether we're. What I don't know is whether we're good enough because other teams improve dramatically. Whether we're still good enough to beat those other teams if we don't make a move at the trade deadline. I mean, I think our move at the trade deadline will be motivated by our record and not necessarily by what people want to see. Well, I, if the record's not good, I don't think they're going to invest a pick to improve the team. I think that the team no, will have to show that they're Worthy capable of winning the championship or they're not going like, to invest that pick. 
just like last season. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Kurt. I thought it was a fair point as well. And and Joe, you're right. Uh, I, maybe he won't miss the start of the season in four months, but I, I think he'll be out more than than just the six to eight weeks because Portland's once they trade Dame, they, they can't they scoot can't break. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. He's certainly going to miss all the rest of summer league uh, and whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. Let's see. Uh, there was a good question. Uh, somebody said, I like Satya Kilia Jones. I don't know who that is. Kurt has another good question. This is, I don't know how much summer league you've been able to watch LT. I've been able to watch uh, a little bit, but Max Christie has improved me, uh, impressed me a tremendous amount. Uh, he looks exactly like Austin Reeves did last summer when he came into summer league and like showed that he was ready to take that next step and be a rotational NBA player. Now that doesn't mean I expect to see Max Christie getting this role, putting up these number of shots, getting this like level of engagement on offense uh, with the real team, but it does bode well for having a player that you could, as Tom's saying, you know, if, if, if the team shows it's worthy of a trade, worthy of burning a pick on getting an impact player, having Christie to toss in with his expiring deal this summer uh, isn't the worst thing. Now, I, I, I'm going to make a point about that, too, because a lot of people have been harping on Rob. And I think, I, I mean, I harp on Rob about the short contracts, too, especially when it came to Reeves, especially when it came to THT, because it be, meant we lost Caruso as a result. But, but I think that that is how some of these undrafted guys come to the Lakers. I think there's a, there's a, there's a back, there's, there's a, get paid you know, sooner. There's a backroom deal, right? There's a backroom deal with the agent that says, "Look, man, we're going to let you out of especially this." Especially with Clutch. <laughs> especially with Clutch, and especially who, started, just who with, started the whole thing. Well, especially with guys who are like, yeah. "What? You're going to go like what? 45, 46, 47, 48? What's the difference?" Right. You're not even guaranteed to be on the roster. The team can simply let you go. Right. You're not at second round draft. Everybody picks. forgets these. These guys, we hit gold on these guys. What if are the we chances hit, that if we hit that? gold on on any one of the two way guys or you know current two way guys? And Fudge has looked pretty decent as well. Fudge has uh, got talent. He's got hops and talent. He's gonna again. These are guys who, let's be honest, would be the fourteenth or fifteenth man on this roster, and really ought to just spend a lot of time in the G League for at least a year. Right. Uh, and I that's up and down the roster. Uh, I have not been that impressed with Hood Shafino. Um, I think he needs to go and watch some film on Rondo and look at how to suck defenses into the paint and make better pocket passes uh, and kick out passes. Don't, 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 don't shoot. Stop, stop shooting now. Stop, stop shooting. Just make plays. You're good enough. You're quick enough. He's got a decent, like pull up 15 footer and in, but outside the paint, stop. If, if you're unguarded, sure, lay it up. But, like, don't don't pull up transition threes. Don't – none of that. Not, he's not good at any of it. His, um, his strength to me, the one thing that I've seen that I that I think has some potential is his, is his defensive <laughs> ability. He's, he's got size. He's got size and he's got pretty good hands and lateral movement and, and I mean, one of the goals that we've done really successfully, you'll notice that the – I think the smallest guy on the team is 6'3 now. We don't have any little guards. <laughs> I think it's yeah, I think it's uh Vincent. Yeah. And so the so I, I think the thing that we've seen for like two or three years now that our backcourt gets killed simply because 
they put in small forwards who are six eight, six nine, and we got six four and six five inch guys guarding those guys. And they just take you down to the take you down to the triangle and and jump over you and take an easy jump shot. Um, yeah. So I, I think that we really made an effort to want to get bigger size there for rebounding purposes and defensive purposes. And I think that we've done that in the, in the front court. Uh, what, what really strikes me about Christie is when you look at the, the starting, the 10 man rotation, it's going to start the game and, and play most of the minutes. And I'm assuming that it's Rui's going to be the starter. But when you look at those players, we've got all five starters back essentially. And of the five immediate replacements, the backup, immediate backups, three of those are three of those, all five of them are almost new guys. You've got Gabriel, who's uh, you've got uh, Gabe uh, Vincent replacing yep. Schroeder. You've got uh, Prince replacing whoever was our small forward at that backup Troy, small forward Troy, spot. Troy, Troy Brown Jr. Yeah. And uh, and then you've got uh, at uh, Max Christie who's never really been in the rotation, but I think is going to do a great job. And probably the biggest sign, I thought he was, he and he and Hayes are the two biggest weaknesses, the two biggest question marks in the reserves. Those are the two guys who've never really played a rotation part for the Lakers before or for any team. One of them is a 20-year-old kid in his second year. You're going to make him your backup shooting guard when you could have had Eric Gordon or a whole bunch of guys like that? That's a big, that's a big stretch. And, but what's been great about it is he's shown in summer league that he has done exactly the same thing what he showed when he put him in the game during the season as a rookie late in the year, every time they put him in, he came through every time he took a three in a critical, critical situation, he made the shot and he played well just that. And that gives me great confidence because that was one of the big holes that we had to fill, which was really could Christie be a rotation player. So far, the answer is 100% yes. I agree. And I also think Castleton could be a, a, a rotation player. Castleton is just, impressive. Just, and and just I think he can, his... he'll get a contract, I think, before. I think I think he will get a contract. He'll get that 14th or 15th man spot. I think he's going to follow a very similar career path to, yeah. to uh, Reeves. Yeah. He has the same agent as Reeves. Same <laughs> I think strategy. To same get it, strategy. To get here. Right. Yeah. Right. No, he he looks in, like a winner. And... Uh, He'll, he'll, he'll kill but Jackson, Hayes, Jackson Hayes is really the key to that 10-man rotation because if Hayes can come in and at least do what we need from rim protection and some dunks and, and some tough physical play so that we don't get taken advantage and we're not undersized when we go out there and we pull AD out of the game, um, if he can come through and and – be the kind of impact player and just prove that he can hold down that role the same way Christie can, then we've got a really solid 10 man rotation that is championship caliber. And, you know, and if they play well, I think the Lakers will double down and, and spend the pick and, and go out. And what we really need is a guy to close games. We need a guy who, you know, the guy you give the ball to because nobody can stop him in the last few minutes. Um, that's not LeBron. LeBron will get you the best shot. Maybe his and maybe for somebody else, but I'm talking about, you know, a guy who you can give the ball to, clear out the side, and you know you're going to make a basket. Everybody's high on Rondo's kid in summer league. Uh, it's funny. Uh, high on who? Rajon Rondo's kid, who's, a, a, I think, uh, an undrafted invitee to summer league. Uh, 
which I haven't seen him play, so I couldn't say one way or the other. I didn't um, know that Rondo had a kid who was that old because all I remember seeing is a toddler playing with him, you know, in the confetti. I'm not sure. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I'd have to go and look at summer league rosters or somebody's. Uh... <laughs> we're we're turning a generational cycle here, though. You know. I yeah, mean, we really are. We really are. Okay, so uh, other than so, I will say this: other than Christie being impressive and not being impressed really with JHS, uh, I've been really impressed with Alex Castleton. I think his feel for the game is. I think he's more of a Lamar Odom clone than Bobol, because he does. Great around the rim. He's, I mean, he doesn't have. He the can lead a fast break. He's actually a fast break. He's, he he's got, he's got decent handle. Yeah, he's, no, he's, got a, he's got great passing acumen. He doesn't have really just a needs, shot just to needs speak like of. thirty pounds in the back pocket. <laughs> well, that'll. He's twenty. What? Four? Twenty-five? You know. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Hodge is twenty-four. Well, I mean, he looks like Zubats did when Zubats came into the league, and Zubats came in after yeah. four years as well, and and Zubats filled out really great. And he filled out within two years. So well, also too, um, Castleton. Castleton, you shoot the threes. Yeah, that's I what I thought. Take one the other day, that was nice to see. That's what I thought. Uh, Rondo's kid is in grade five. Thank you, Kurt. That 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 clears that up. What is it? Grade five. Yeah, fifth grade. So uh, I was like, okay. And and Joe wants everybody. Well, you to saw know. how big those players that LeBron was coaching. Yeah, they're giant. They showed LeBron at six nine to sixty. And he's surrounded by a bunch of kids. They all look like kids, but they're all the same size. Yeah. Six, eight, six, nine, 250, 230. Um, okay. So last thing I want to touch on uh, as we get close to uh, Rondo. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember. I remember he was a little tight in the, uh, in the, after the, after they won in the bubble, he came out and played in the confetti. It was awesome. It was awfully yep. cute. Yeah. I got, I've got uh, four or five pictures of that. <laughs> LeBron was never 260. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think he was 260 uh, a little bit in Miami when he really bulked up. Uh, and they asked him to play like a 4-5 position for the first time. And that was, I wonder when they're going to – I mean, they're measuring players now so that we get actual numbers. Sure. Uh, I mean, when now they're going to start weighing it. the question. Yeah, when uh, KD uh, was actually uh, taller than he listed himself right, as. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm actually taller than what I was. Um, anyhow, uh, so as we, as we, you know, a lot of people saying the Lakers need to bring in Christian Wood uh, to fill out that 14th, 15th spot. And to be honest, I just don't see a role for him on this team. I don't think his scoring offsets his defense Starting power forward. As a, or his decision-making. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I, I just, he's a, he makes poor decisions with the basketball. He, yeah, he's a talented shooter. I, I, and, you know, if you're a talented enough shooter, you can make a name for yourself in the league. Just go well, ask but you do, But you said earlier that you don't think one shooter can make a difference. So here's, I, here's the perfect case of the argument I was making earlier that the Lakers shouldn't go after guys who are just shooters because no, the deficiencies in they're the not other gonna play. They're not going to play. Like, First, coach the coach ain't going to play him. Second, right. then... Players will not trust him in defense. You know, there's a whole – it rolls downhill so fast that I don't – you know, I but, – but here's the thing. I think the Lakers have already, have already accepted the fact that if we believe so much in Jackson Hayes, then we need to make sure we get somebody like – like um, to mentor him. 
You know, so I, I think that tells you who the, that they, I think Thompson is the guy that LeBron believes in and that the team believes in to mentor him. And so I think that that's who they're going to take. Now, the option that they have, which is getting kind of scary, is that they're probably waiting to see if it's possible that they could get Wood. And they probably would take Wood if they can get him. I mean, I made a proposed trade just as an example, saying that when you come to the trade deadline, you're going to see trades like Rui and Reeves, Rui and Reeves and filler, one, you know, low salary filler for cap. <laughs> yeah, well, man, I mean, I've been brutalized so badly for that because every yeah. Reeves fan in the world is now, well, never trade, we're never, he's untouchable, et cetera, et cetera, forever and ever. Um, but that's the kind of trade that, the Lakers have always been tempted with. Now, have they learned their lesson? Because I don't think the lesson is that three superstars can't work. It's just that three superstars have to fit. And my rule is basically get the best player you can get. I don't care if he's a superstar or what, but get the best player you can get, but don't pay more than 30 million. Because if you pay more than 30 million, that's when you get shafted. Because that automatically makes you limited over the tax and, and, and limited it, it, uh, you, you're just you're not going to be able to build a deep team to do it. Although well, the, I think why well, I think that's exactly why we're about five million under the salary cap right now. Yeah, a little less. We are like four, four, seven, four, five. Well, million. you know what? That five million under the, the we're within reach. We will we'll go into the season over the salary cap and over the luxury tax, but only slightly. But we're within reach of a trade at the trade deadline of getting underneath the luxury tax entirely. And getting one of those two years to requalify ourselves as non-repeater as far as the luxury tax penalties go. So I think there's a good chance that that's the decision that'll come at the trade deadline. Do we want to improve this team or do we want to get out of the tax? I think both. <laughs> Ideally, if you're genie bus. Well, um, we are trying to have our cake and eat it too because 100%. We are we are trying to we are trying to build a young team at the same time as winning a championship with LeBron before he retires. But you have to walk that tightrope back in the NBA based on the, how the new CBA well, came down. You know, not, we're the first, te- we're the first LeBron team to do that though. Uh, I mean, I thought that. they tried to do that in Cleveland year 1.0. I thought that they wow. tried to like bring in like guys who like, Oh, Here's this guy. Here's that guy. No, none of these guys are working. Traded for Kevin Love. They gave away the number one. Here's 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 Booby Gibson. Here's uh, Uh, here's I forget. You know, there's another guy. Delonte West. They took a lot of bad contracts at the end of that first first Cavaliers run. Yeah, and but then they learned how to build a team around Washington. We're literally not taking. We were not a place for bad contracts at all this last year. I think we're keeping that 4.5, 4.7 mil specifically to sign one of our two rookies. I think they're going to offer it to either Sexton. Well, uh, we'll be over. Or, if we, by the time we sign both rookies, we're over as soon as they release those. The, we're, over the, we're over the tax and we have a small tax. No, no, no. Because the rookie minimum uh, for an undrafted player is like 2.7. It's It's very affordable. Because they're they're not picks, right? They're just yeah. you. You could sign them to the rookie minimum. Let me let me see what the rookie minimum is for next season. Who are you talking minimum. about? They have the second round pick. That's about a million bucks for that guy. Three point seven. Well, but million. not for Castleton. Castleton was undrafted. 
That is a two-way player. It doesn't count against the. It doesn't count against the cap. Jay, Jay. The, 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 yeah, but if if after summer, if they converted him, he'd be the fifteenth player. That's the problem. Yeah. There's also, and, there's another little wrinkle too. If you only have fourteen players, you can still have three two ways, but they don't can't they can't play as many minutes. The minutes yeah, are yeah, yeah. three guys. So I don't two. see us going to fifteen. I think we'll keep a roster. No, I think we go to fourteen because it's cheaper. <laughs> and it's nine hundred. Listen, I, this is why I don't think we're doing Christian Wood. A, he's not coming for the vet minimum. He's not coming to the vet minimum. He will find. Oh no! The only way we can bring him is the vet minimum. I, that's this is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is why I don't think he's no, going to he, be a Laker. He he wants. He doesn't want a vet minimum and a chance to win a champion. He wants money and well, wealth to prove that he's some sort of superstar that he believes in his yeah, own mind. I know. And that's but, the, but, that's what you know, I that's, all, what, that's my told, take on Christian Wood. That's advice. my take on Christian I told Wood. him, and a bunch of other people told him that you just do the Malik Monk thing and come to the Lakers, man. You get a twenty uh, million dollar that, offer. That requires year. that requires humility and intelligence, and I don't know that Christian. No, Wood it requires nobody else being willing to sign him to a contract because of his deficiencies. I think there's a plenty of better minimum contracts on his table. I think he's waiting for yeah. somebody to offer him something in the eight to ten million range. Yeah, and of he's, course and he he's is. willing to wait a little while, whatever yeah, that means. Well, because he, he knows that everything is going to happen. Also, after there are moves. still teams who need to come up to the salary floor. That's what he's waiting for. He's waiting well, for one of those teams that needs to come up to the salary floor to be like. But, uh, but actually, see, that's what people guy. don't realize. That's what people don't realize. What happened with Houston? Why did they pay forty-three million to Fred Van Vliet? Why did they pay you know, twenty million for four years to what's his name? I don't the know answer is, is that in the past you had until the last day of the season. Got to do it for the first day now. Now That's it's the saying. first day of the season. You have to be ninety percent of the cap. Uh, right now, Kurt, we have two. If we go, if we sign one more guy, we can have three two ways, but they have to play. Fewer minutes, fewer games right. with the big team. I think so Swider's more, gone. I think Swider's gone, and we just have two two ways. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Well, but Swider's not on the roster now. He's not on the active roster now. He's he's still listed as a two way because he had a two year right. contract. Right. He's, he's a two year two way. So I think yeah, he's right. going to stay right there. Uh, I think they're not going to change that. They're going to keep developing him because mm. he's a decent outside shooter. You just want to see him develop some other skills. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and if you give up on them, you've spent nuts. so anyway, real quick, the NBA rookie minimum salary for this season, uh, is going to be just above a million dollars. I yeah, think just for, over a million. It's just over a million. So you could add, you could convert Castleton from his two way to, uh, 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 and still have three point something mil left. Uh, now that's three point three point something mil left under the hard cap. Under the hard cap, uh, right. well, under the first. But eight you're months. over the luxury tax threshold. That's fine. That's fine. The Lakers yeah. don't mind. They operate over. Well, the they'd tax. like to be under that threshold too. In and two that years. Be, and if in they can, years. if they don't in invest in the team at the trade deadline, the other move would be to divest of somebody in order to get underneath that. So they they need two out of five years to be non-tax. <laughs> Sean agrees with you that we might just lose Cole Swider this season. Uh, I I think they'll. I mean, who knows? It doesn't. Listen, he barely played <laughs> last season. That's something to remember. You know, under Frank Vogel, I think you'll see a lot of the two ways get some minutes just to see if they gain some traction. Darvin Ham didn't function that way, even when we were struggling. It took, and we we yeah. released Matt Ryan after Matt Ryan was one of our two ways, right? And then we shipped him. 
shipped him out after he won a game for us and said, thanks for, thanks for the win. Bye, buddy. It was like two no, weeks. No, I can't remember. That. I can't remember last year where we were, where we were as far as the roster count when when they converted uh, Reeves. Yeah. Because the Oscar, only thing, uh, the only reason I see them not converting Castleton right now would be that 14th, 15th player deal. See, because now only teams that are in the hard cap can get buyout players. That's a big deal, man. 14 yeah. teams are under the cap, are under the hard cap right now. That, so those the, 14 you, teams you are mean, the only teams no, no, no. that can get buyout candidates. You mean the salary floor? I'm sorry. You mean the first apron? I mean the not the first apron that are actually that are actually limited by a hard cap. Well, they're under the second apron. That's what I mean. They're between the first and second apron. Correct? No, they're under the first apron. 14 teams are yeah. under the first apron. Yeah, you have to be under the apron for buyout candidates uh, right. this season. And I think that's why you'll see the Lakers at most convert Castleton and roll yeah. as is. I don't think Christian Woods. I don't. Him. The problem is, is then if they convert him, then they have to dump somebody if they had an opportunity to buy somebody out. <laughs> so they're not going to uh, convert him. They're going to they're going to hold him until they need him. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So this is a, this is a valid point Kurt brings up. Last year we needed a backup center and, ha- and Ham would have played Schroeder over bringing up a two-way. That makes sense though, right? Dennis Schroeder's an NBA talent. Ham's well, going. Ham's one of those coaches that is. Fathers always like to play their sons. What can we say? Well, and Ham is one of those guys like Vogel that's going to give the nod to the current NBA guy first. I, no, everybody can talk about the potential and the majesty of whatever, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. He's going to give the vet a shot first. He did it with that AARP team we saw when it took him forever to play Reeves meaningful minutes, and then Reeves hit a wall. Right? Right after he got a meaningful role, it was like, oh, man, right. this just doesn't work out. But point being is that he let Trevor Ariza flounder. He let uh, Kent Bazemore flounder. He let all these guys flounder in a role that Reeves is built for before he promoted Reeves. He right. gave every vet a chance. The nice Flag- thing, though, now is that Ham and Palinka are making the decisions together. Eh, yeah, kind of, I guess. No, I think uh, they are. I mean, Listen, I think- did I you notice that I didn't hear anybody them. say that Rob called me? Everybody who talked about being called by the Lakers front office talked about him. talking about and talking to Darwin. Yeah, Darwin's that's true. the guy who made the calls. Uh, I, I just got this is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. We, we'll see, Sean. We'll see. I mean, you know, if if one of the if one of the strippers drops 40 out of, on him he has to show respect based on his uh playoff rules so uh <laughs> that those are the rules he made them like i just you know that's uh so anyway oscar vargas i wanted to clarify something there's two that works two ways one if you have 15 guys on your roster use 14 or 15 players on the roster 
you can have three two-way contracts, which means you really have 18 players on the roster, right? Or 17, depending on how many. But if you have 15 guys on your roster, you can, and this kind of doesn't make sense to me. If you have 15 guys on the roster, you can play the two ways more, which you would think, if you thought about it, it would be the opposite. That no, you can play the two ways. If you have 14 players on the roster, they play less. They'll have, have less two have, ways, but they, they can only play available. the minutes the two that two would. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll post. We'll, what's what's I have I have a copy of the CBA. I'm going to find some of these provisions in it and put them in a little document. We'll we'll bring some of this stuff up. You say uh, classified uh, on it. Be careful. No, it's just it's just no. It's a PDF. They released it. It's Top out. secret. No, it's not. You can get everybody has it. It's public. It's public domain, baby. Um, but anyway, it's yeah. There's 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 a couple of different ways the two ways can work based on the number of guys on your roster. Thirteen and under, you can only get two two ways. Fourteen or fifteen, you can have three two ways. Fourteen, they play less minutes. Fifteen, they have more minutes to play at the big level. I why well, I say it doesn't make sense. If like if you had fewer guys, then you would need the two ways more. But when you have more guys, they give the two ways more. I guess that's to be like, hey, you filled out your roster with like real NBA guys. Great job. You've given a lot of people a job. Here's some potential guys you can trend through as well. Get, go go forth. And so anyway. Uh, well, here's, here's something that I thought was interesting about the draft strategy the Lakers used. Because you would think that if you were going to you, there's two types of players you go for. You go for the long-term guy, the guy with the upside, you know, who's got real potential, could be a star, you know, you could hit a hit gold with it. Or you go for the guy who's maybe played for four years, is closest to being able to help right now, doesn't have the upside, but but he's a sure thing. Well, the Lakers, oddly, they took their their first and second round pick and choose 20-year-olds who aren't going to help at it. No, anyway, and they should play in the G League for two years minimum. Yeah, and then they turned around to the two-way players, and they only chose two-way players who have been five years of college, and probably more ready to contribute than either of the other twenty-year-old rookies, and that's Castleton and Hodge. Both played five years in school. One's twenty-three, one's twenty-four. Both defensive stars in their league. One was a. Both of them, I think, were leagues. Defensive player of the year. Um, one is a guard who had led the league with 2.5 steals, and then Castleton blocked three shots a game. So it's almost as if the Lakers were saying, you know what, this year maybe we're going to do it differently, and maybe we are going to use those two way players as the real 10 to 13 players on the roster rather than plain old veterans that we had. Um, we've talked a little bit, Curtin, Sean, we've talked a little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I mentioned it. I, I'm not, uh, yes, I think the Suns filled out their roster with a lot of potentially great vet minimum players. I'm not expecting much out of always injured Eric Gordon. I'm not expecting much out of Bull Bull. Uh, I just, you know, I just don't expect much out of the Phoenix Suns, to be honest. I think they're going to take a step back this season. Um, yeah, they, this is exactly right. Uh, personally, well, didn't they have the best record last year? No, Denver did. Oh, Denver uh, did, right? Denver did had the best, third best. Yes, sorry, my suddenly my phone blew up. Uh, yeah, they were like third best. It was, uh, I want to say Memphis had the, a better record even than they did. Memphis was season. second best, I remember that. 
All right, so let's talk about. We're coming up on an hour here. There's one more thing I'd like to uh, I'd like to address before we move on, and that's uh, that's the uh, hype signing of the year. Uh, everybody loves Cam Reddish. We it's gonna be great. It's gonna change the Lakers. We I don't believe it, but okay, we'll see. Uh, anyway, so this is here we are at LakerHolics.com. This is where you can you know feel free to post anytime. Tom and I are here all the time. We will engage. Uh, Michael H. Blog editor, great guy, will engage. Uh, Mongo, uh, Stan, the real HTJ, will have a pessimistic viewpoint about anything uh, more in line with how I see things. And this is this is this is a post Tom put up. Uh, I want to say last night. Um, maybe it was this morning. Let's see. Was it? Uh, yeah, it was today. It was this morning. So Tom uh, threw up this post about Cam Reddish. Um, this is my favorite part. Uh, I'm very personable. He's bringing a phenomenal <laughs> personality. I think that's fantastic because uh, I really think that that's about the extent of what we're gonna. We're, that's that's about the extent of what we're gonna get out of Cam Reddish. I like uh, like like uh, like Christian Wood. I just don't see. I just don't see a, 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 a meaningful role on this team for either players. I mean, right away you're behind the depth chart. Unless something, I mean, injuries, sure. Okay. It's a minimum salary signing, man. I'm, I'm, I know, but everybody's talking about all. But no, listen. One all, thing everybody's like, everybody, let me, no, 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 hold on. Let me say something. When we signed Cam Reddish, everybody on the blog, everybody, everybody was like, oh, it finally happened. The Lakers got Cam Reddish. And I was like, Monty Python. And there was much rejoicing. I, 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 my, 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 my give a care meter. I don't care. The dude has to show he belongs. This is his last shot, right? This this is the last train to Clarksville, and we're, we met him at the station, and he's got to hop on the train and figure out his role and find a way to make an impact, or he's going to be playing in Taiwan or EuroLeague or somewhere else in another world, uh, across the world, rather, next season this time. That's, See, I look that's, at it, that's where he's I at. I look at it completely differently. No I way. Get out of here. the the Lakers do. Okay. Oh, me, oh, oh. To me, this is, is that a guy who has a pedigree. The Lakers. He, you know, listen. The Lakers have the eighth, ninth, and tenth picks in the 2019 draft. The number eight pick was Hayes. The number nine pick was Achimura, I think, and the number ten pick was um, was Reddish. So the thing is. There's no better definition of a low-risk, high-reward player than signing a guy like Reddish or signing a guy like Hayes because these were guys who, number one, you know that they have the physical talent, the physical skill set that made them a lottery pick or, in this case, a top-ten pick. Now, they haven't succeeded, and a lot of times the reason teams – players don't succeed is the location that they go to and the situation that they're in, the coaching staff that they're in, or their own lack of maturity and inability to do that. Cam's bounced around a lot of seven places, and and I think it's a great opportunity. I mean, you got to remember, one of the there's two things that you can say about this team, about this coaching staff that we know already. Number one, they are very good at player development, and if you look at their resumes, it's almost every single coach 
their specialty as a coach in the NBA has been payer development. Every one of the staff is that way. They didn't go out and pick a veteran here and a veteran there or anything. They went out and picked guys to develop players because that was all part of this whole scheme to make the team a lot younger before LeBron leaves. And when you see what they've done with Reeves and you see what they did with Monk and you see what they did with Walker and you see what they did with Schroeder, just go down the line and then you look at the talent that that Hayes has, the talent that Reddish has. For me, the talent that Bull Bull has um, or the talent that Christian Wood has. If these guys believe that they can take one of these players and turn them into gold, um, I'd rather have that as my 11th, 12th, or 13th player than, than, than a washed-out veteran who's hoping to have another couple of years left or, or, uh, or a Wenyan Gabriel who's never really ever going to be good enough to be a contributor to a championship team. I kind of disagree on the way Gabriel. Smart, low-risk, high-reward move. I mean, I'll say this. I think that based on his size, skill set, and ability to do things that he – at least that I've seen in in, in his NBA career to this point, I think Wenyan Gabriel has more of a role on this team than Cam Reddish does. Cam Reddish is not a rebounder. Yeah, Cam Reddish is not a defender. Cam Reddish Reddish isn't even a shooter. Like, he's not a good shooter. Like – so at what point, you know, at what point is it that that the project is is just what it is? That that the lump of clay that you wanted to turn into this wonderful looking statue, it just didn't work out. You know, you, well, there's it, a difference it, between it, a project. Like a, a project like Wenyan doesn't have the talent to ever really get to a certain point. He's doing it all in effort. Uh, you know, you know when a guy's picked eighth, ninth, or tenth in this league, that the talent is there. It's the question: of, Can you get past the mental parts of the of his game? Can you get past the things that are holding him back? Um, yeah, I don't know about that, but I will say, I mean, no different than 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 drafting, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, drafting a six four point guard or not drafting, but signing a six four point guard, you know, white point guard from Oklahoma and and wherever else he played, you know, it's you're 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 taking you're making a judgment on personnel and well one of those guys went undrafted and has carved his way into an nba role and another mm-hmm. guy was a top 10 pick and has yet to find an nba role no now, he's carving again, his way out of the nba he's he's, he's playing his way right out of the yeah. nba all, and, all there, and, and listen you're not going to hit the person we have again, two I, we have so let's say we have really three unknowns on this team if you count if you count christy and you count Hayes and you count Reddish. You got three guys there who've never had a role on a winning team in the rotation. And we're counting on at least two of those three to come through. I don't think um, we're counting on Cam Reddish. I think he's, like I said, I think he's like fourth on the depth chart, right? No, now. he. we're not counting on Reddish to come through and we're not counting on either one of our first two draft picks to come through. No. Um, you know, it, or or the undrafted guys. No, we're, we're, we are counting. What? We are counting. The guy we're counting on is Christie and and no, Hayes. No, Those are we're counting people. on LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and it ends there. It, it wow. ends there. We're, I mean, no. you want to see Reeves continues to succeed to the level that he did last season. You want. You to don't see want to have a situation like last year where every time AD went out of the game, we had nobody to cover. That's right. That's right. That's we're getting killed. That's why Hayes uh, is so important. 
and we had we had we had Walker and 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 we had firepower backing up backing up Reeves, you know. So because um, you still had Beasley and Walker at that point in time, now you're counting on Christie. So those 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 guys have big loads on their shoulders. <laughs> I'm with you, Joe. I'm with you. I mean, I, listen, it, listen. So, according to him, he's got a lovely personality, and that's fantastic. You need a guy like that in the locker room. Keep it light. <laughs> keep it fun. That's Boban, right? Boban does the same thing. Gerald Dudley, Jared Dudley used to do the same thing. Now he's a coach. You know, you need that 14th, 15th guy to accept. This is, I guess, what I'm saying. If you are the 14th, 13th, 14th, 15th man guy on an NBA roster, there's a level of humility that has to come with that position. You have to accept and embrace even not playing, not getting the chance that you that you feel you deserve. You have to. I, I think every team accept, needs every team to needs to have somebody at the end of the bench who's satisfied with being there. More than one. There's listen. You're only going to play twelve guys a night at most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at I agree. Most, no, but I, at most you're going to play twelve guys a night. You know, I'm not. I'm not worried night. about that with Ham because I think Ham. When you look at the ins and outs of what happened last year, I think Ham showed that he knows how to really manage his locker room extremely well. Uh, <laughs> you, think the West, you know, the West you know what, Joe? You know what, Joe? Not with an attitude like that, you won't be playing in the NBA. God, let's let's up our attitude here, people. You uh, guys just pick on one thing and it's just scab it, no, man. No, no, no. It's, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was. Funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Come on, we're joking here. We're laughing. We're having a good time. I agree, Kurt. I think Reeves uh, will come out really positively for some the Olympic team experience this summer. Um, I kind of wish, I, I mean, I doubt, I don't know if Dilo would ever get the invite because he folds like a chair when it's, when the games matter, but, uh, I would love to have seen Dilo get an invite to the Laker team as well. I couldn't disagree with this more, Jesse, A, because there's only one or two that, I mean, we don't know how Wembenyana plays. If we're going to base it off of his first, first summer league game, it's not very well. He shot, what was it? Two for nine, uh had four assists and a couple of turnovers a couple of nice defensive plays nice block shot of uh of uh the number two draft pick i'm forgetting his name um but uh, yeah but we have lebron and we have ad right like that's in this moment in time on down the line sure we need a guy like him right now you need to and i this is what i think rob has actually really done a great job at and i i'm quick to throw rob polinka uh, a, a critical barb. Uh, Tom, will, Tom has been quick to, you know, uh, both praise and critique Rob Blinken, depending on the day. Uh, but I, I'm pretty consistent in my, I don't think. That's a good one, Sean. Uh, that's a good one. Listen, I, I, I don't think what we, the Lakers don't need project players right now, right? Like, if you want to develop a guy who's going to maybe be a rotational player in a couple of months, okay. What do you think That's the odds the, are that he's going to be a contributing player? Cam Reddish? Mm-hmm. 5%. I expect, him, I expect him to have less of a role than Troy Brown Jr. did last season. And Troy Brown Jr. had a much larger role because of injuries to LeBron James and AD. Well, we got Prince, so Reddish is really the third small forward. At best. He falls in the 11 through 15. You could, range, you could, so. you, I would, I have, if you put, let's just say for a second that that Jackson Hayes doesn't start, right? Just for a second. 
That means AD's at the five, LeBron's at the four, Hachimura's at the three, Reeves is at no, the two. LeBron's at the three, Hachimura's at the four. Well, it's a, it doesn't matter. Sure. And D'Lo starts. Behind Hachimura is Vando. Behind Vando is uh, any number of guys uh, before Reddish. You could either put uh, – you could move Reeves over to the three and go small. You could move Hachimura to the three and do Vando at the four and Hay- Hayes at the three and Hayes at the five and go. Reddish is the third three. Reddish is at best the third three. You're, you're, right. and Prince is going to play before him. And I would, again, Prince is the you, backup three. And if you, and if you, if you take, if Darvin Ham continues his, 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 his predilection to going with a three guard lineup, that squeezes Reddish out even more, because you can't play Reddish at the four. He's too... Reddish is Reddish is a three. He's going to have to earn his minutes. He's going to have to take Prince's job. But and this is what I mean. So if that's the role you're in with your vet minimum deal and you're feeling the pressure of, of not being in the association this time next year, how does Cam Reddish respond to that? He's been moved because of disgruntlement, generally over a disgruntlement of minutes. He'll from re- literally respond, every single. He'll respond appropriately, from... or he'll be waived. From literally every single team he's played on. And a lot of those had a need for a guy with his skill set, and he still played his way off the team. I'm looking at the New York Knicks specifically. And Maybe that's how you get guys that have potential. If he if he lived up to his potential, he'd never been available to us. What do you want instead? You want to look, there, you, there's a million guys who could do nothing for you at a minimum in the 15th or 14th player on the team. To get an opportunity to get a guy with the talent that Cam Reddish has, we'll even see. if it's just a 5% chance, and I give it more like a 20% chance wow, that he could be a contributor, then I think it's a smart move. I think Christie plays in front of Cam Reddish. I'm not going to lie. There's, you I'm know, not, I mean, this is the I'm type of thing that drives me crazy about the naysayers and the negativers. <laughs> if the Lakers can have a terrific offseason, we'll have a podcast. And they'll spend one hour of the podcast talking about why we shouldn't have given a minimum contract. It's been more like 15 minutes. Jesus, you know, come on, guys. There's a million positive things going on with the Lakers to talk about. And the glass is always draining empty, man. Well, that's, hold on. Let me, let me just, let me just fill that glass right back up there. Boy, you better do it. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm just being realistic. I'm just being realistic. I'm just saying that on this team, as constructed, Based yeah. on how guys play in the playoffs, eat crow and have base. Have, have him be a star and win two or three games for us, and then have you have to oh, suck it if, up. Listen, if he makes if he makes a game winning three point shot like Matt Ryan, I know what his future is. It's him getting waved in two two weeks after he does it, uh, which I found astounding at that time. But then you know, <laughs> uh, how do you really feel, Joe? Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay, there we go, there we go. Joe Reddish sucks. Jackson sucks. All right, Joe. All right, Joe. There's, there's, there's some positive. There's some positive. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, somebody. This is a, this is valid. I, I thought Saric was a great pickup. Uh, again, this guy gets hurt a lot. Uh, if he's available for the playoffs, great. Uh, I thought him not being available for wasn't it Miami when we played them in the bubble? Was he on Miami at the time? I can't remember. He was he was supposed to be on a team we played in the bubble and wasn't, and I thought that that was one of those things that uh, that ended yeah, I up. Was, I was actually hoping the Lakers might have an outside shot at him. 
I, again, there's just not a there's just there's just I mean if 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 you look at the team that helped us get to the Western Conference Finals, which was AD LeBron, obviously Shooter's gone, but Vincent's going to take his role. D'Lo, let's just put Vincent in the rotation, right? You assume that because of how he stepped up into the playoffs, that they'll give him every opportunity to do so again. Reeves, uh, at the time Troy Brown Jr. swap him out with uh, with Torian Prince. And that was about it. <laughs> of guys who are still on the team, right? Notice, notice there weren't any bigs in. There weren't any six eight guys. In we had there. no bigs. We had no bigs uh, to speak of. Uh, actually, and that's not true. Uh, Vando, sorry, I left Vando off that. Vando was instrumental in the first two rounds, and Lenin's you know, played like eight- became. It was almost like watching Vando turn into Ben Simmons over four or five. Well, there. but but for a fraction of the cost and none of the hype. But I will say yeah. this: that's I disagree with that. Vando became unplayable against Denver. Everybody had players on their team that was became unplayable against Denver because of the unique construction of Denver's roster. They're huge on the back line. Aaron Gordon plays bigger than he is, and he already is. Gordon big. had the best playoff of his Gordon, entire career. Everybody, st- KCP had a step up game. Gordon had two step up games against us. Michael Porter Jr. was average but still impactful uh, and Murray and Jokic were transcendental and Bruce Brown found a way to, even though if you go back and look at his playoff numbers, it wasn't that he shot lights out or like did all this great things. It said he timely, made the shot. The, yeah. His, he was a timely clutch player for them all playoffs long. Nobody figured out zero teams figured that out. Right. So I don't look at that as being a knock on, Vando so much as that. Well, I, I think if we played this, if we played them over again ten times, we'd win six times. Last the season, same team. no, not last season. Last no, I season, do. I think we would. I, I thought. Listen, you know what? The two, what AD, really stood out is that this was the number one and number two playoff performances where a guy played scored a higher percentage where he took his regular season average and went up higher. These two players for Denver, Jokic Jokic and and Murray, ranked number one and two in this playoffs for the biggest gain from your regular season average to the playoff. This was an incredible playoff effort by them, especially in our series. But throughout the entire playoffs, they, they put together one of those perfect seasons much like we did in the 2020 bubble. It was a yeah, perfect listen, season where they, every move their coach made, every right. every time they needed a clutch shot, they got it. No, no, and in Michael 27, they beat us by 27 points in four games that we could have won off four games. Yeah, but we didn't. Uh, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I I, I think, and, and I will I'll even go so far as to say is that if LeBron was even 50% better than he was, like, yeah. which was only like 50. Or if D'Lo didn't choke, man. Or if D'Lo didn't choke for the entire Western Conference Finals. Or if AD could have just been consistent, right? Like, your your variance with Anthony Davis was so epic. It was either seven points. And, I, I mean, he always rebounded the ball well. He averaged 10 rebounds a game. For the and playoffs, he, so he, he played good defense. Around. You can't take that and away. He played he, good defense. But no, no, no. For the money you're paying AD, you need to expect 18 to 20 points a game, regardless of the series, regardless of the opponent. That's why you're getting paid. Denver Denver did what they had to do to win. They played played spectacularly, man. 
They uh, they outperformed what they did in what was a dominating regular season. Yeah, they stepped up, and they. I'll, I don't think I'll they can do this. it. I don't think they can do it again. I don't think they can match well, those numbers again. That's well, some and some, they lost a couple of guys, and they lost a couple of guys. Uh, I, I think Miami and Denver are going to have a hard time getting back to where they got to this season. Having said that, well, Miami's going to get Dame though. I don't know if that's the case. I'm. I, I think Portland is going to. I I think Portland's going to try to Kobe this. I, I don't know. I don't know if any team is going to give you value, anything close to value for Dame, unless Dame says he'll go there. No, no, no party in the Portland saga has done themselves any favor. Dame hasn't done himself any favor to grease the trade wheels. The GM did himself zero favors by not making a draft day deal that it sounds like he could have made. I mean, and then when Scoot Henderson got hurt, it was almost as if the gods were like, they should have done this three or four years ago, you know? Well, that's, 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 but Dame, you know, I I have to admire what Dame Lillard did. I, I like how he stuck by his deal. I like when players who sign a deal don't turn around here later. I don't like when players pull Kevin Durant. I don't have a single problem with any of the player empowerment stuff because how many people, when you go out to do the job that you is your dream job and they tell you, you got to go to Minneapolis to do it, or you got to go to Orlando to do it, or you got to go to Portland to do it. Plenty of jobs, plenty of jobs. Yes. Yes. If you want to be an NBA player, then you spend seven years somewhere else that you don't want to be. And that's not fair. There's ways around that. It's unconstitutional. If it were ever challenged, you know, it's it's like it's the Kurt Flood case all over again, man. All right. We're not this you is, want this to draft not... this guy. If you want Wim Benyana, then pay him the most money. Put a hard cap on the league and then eliminate the draft entirely. So anyway, we'll stop, we'll stop it here. We'll just say that I'm right about Cam Reddish, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and we'll move on from there. This is Jamie. Consistently, Jamie would predict that Cam Reddish is the probably going to be cut or will have be, have no effect or be tossed in as filler on a trade. Because that's, are- that's the glass half empty answer to Cam Reddish. No, the glass half empty after. To, how about how about uh, how about Hayes? What's your prediction I, on Hayes? I think Hayes has a 50-50 chance to start. 50-50 start. That's wow. That's pretty good. I because I'll tell you why. Because Rui played so well as a backup five against the best center arguably in the league and held his own for the most part in short minutes. That that to me. I know that I'm sure he signed his deal hoping he would be the starting three, but if it works out for the team, that well, he signed it hoping he'd be the starting four. But you raised an interesting point. Maybe he should be the starting five. He might be. Think about that because LeBron could play the the big argument about putting Rui in there has always been LeBron's got to guard the three. That wouldn't change. Well, let's just. If we're going to be honest, LeBron is going to guard the worst player on the other team. Yeah, he's going to. Th- it doesn't Whoever matter what lowest backcourt. Right. Court it doesn't player. matter what his. Right. It doesn't matter what his position is. That's yeah. the, that's LeBron's guy. Oh no no no. Uh, he'd guard the assistant coach if he could, but you know, it's it, just. But you know, doing. but he can. But he can in the clutch situation. He still can defend, man. You're talking about. Just, we're talking about a half hour of defense for the entire season. 
Well, yeah, five minutes here, five minutes there. Maybe, maybe forty-five, maybe forty-five minutes. But, of but, but wait a minute. Think about this: Rui at center, LeBron at power forward, and Anthony Davis at the three. But no, oh my god, <laughs> that is never going to happen. Well, but uh, what, anyway, no, no. But you know, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous because everybody takes who what, what position you play is not your offensive position, man. The position you really play. Because otherwise, LeBron would be point guard. The position you really play is a position you can defend. Uh, I mean, to a degree, sure. All yeah. right. At any rate, uh, we'll now have to agree that uh, I'm also right about AD never playing the three again, uh, ever. And that's, that's what just... he wants to play. That's no, his preferred not... position. The three? He, dreams, he said out loud that he dreams of finishing his career at the three. He's great. Well, that... I'd love to see him lose. I'd love to. I'd love to see. I think you agree with me. I'd love to see him lose weight and and get back to being the yes. quicker and faster. I want him to lose ten to twenty pounds. Whatever yeah. you know. I, I I. And and the fact that Palinka's talked to him about moving back to the four. Hopefully that will influence his efforts this summer of what to do. He won't be packing on weight to play the I five. I, I don't think the bulk he's added has done him any favors injury-wise. And it certainly didn't do his jump shot any favors. It yeah. was so much better his first season when he was at the four and slimmer. And every season that he's bulked up since then, his offensive production has dipped. I mean, until until Darvin Ham said, stop shooting from the outside and score in the paint. And then his numbers went right back up. And you saw what he is as an elite paint, uh, paint presence. But the problem with that, think, problem with that is that makes it even two. that puts Part, even right. more pressure on other teams to pack the pain again. And that's what I'm saying. Well, this I, I don't if that there's no there's no until you get rid of LeBron and AD, there well, is you no just defensive gotta, strategy. You got to bully ball and brutalize the other team for points right. in the paint and free throws. Now I will say that if we could convince LeBron to play in the post more, and you heard that in the playoffs, every announcer would be like, "Oh, LeBron in the post is so deadly." Why doesn't he do it more? Uh, and I, the answer to that is he doesn't want to, and so he's not. And he's definitely not going to well, do it. Well, the answer is needs. when you can do everything, you anything that the team needs, he should do it. But, you know, I, it's it's also matchup-based. It really just depends on – He just doesn't want to get you – know. You know, it's it's like I look at guys like – you know, you look at, a, at, at Jackson Hayes, for example, and you think about – as a point guard, your job always is to get each player to optimize the things he does well and avoid the things they don't do well. Sure. And that's what's man that's what managing the game is all about and distributing the opportunities and and getting everybody involved. It's really it's really the difference between the old school point guard and what today is now a lead scoring guard. You know, that's sure. Steph Curry is not Steph Curry is not. Steve Nash, believe me, those are two different entire players and and philosophies of how you do the game. I agree. Um, it, you know, I like the fact that the Lakers basically want a little bit of point guard and everybody on the floor. I think and, it's to the I think it's to the team strength, and I think it's to Ham's yeah. system strength. I think that it yeah. got, he likes to see guys cutting. Yep. Right, a lot of our offense, a lot of our offensive movement comes on backdoor or off of screen uh, weak side cuts, right? You'll yeah. see a guy screen somebody and that guy's man will get stuck. And if the other guy doesn't roll to the rim right, we'll hit that guy for a pass. It's it's just smart basketball at this point. 
Um, it's it's so, just common sense, man. Remember when you played? The last guy you wanted to guard was that guy who was running around all the time and never stopped. Right, right. Oh, and those like, the, them. You and the Warriors, them, I'll get this guy over here in the corner. Right, or the guy who's just standing under the rim. I'll I'll just front him and because I'm right. Yeah, him. you know, I mean, it's and the Warriors run the inverse of that, right? The Warriors yeah. run cuts. Uh, they run screens and stuff off screens on the perimeter to get him three point shots. The Lakers right. do it with the idea of having somebody cut to the rim. And get an open right. pass and score in the paint. Um, anyway, all right. It's now we're coming up on an hour and a half. I really got to go have lunch because I'm quite hungry. Uh, so I'd like to thank Laker Tom for our vibrant and lively discussion. I would like to thank the best uh, Lakers chat room uh, in this on this planet: uh, Howard Hill, Connor Lancaster, Sean Magic Man Grice, Joe Ox nineteen forty seven, evidently retired from something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, Jesse Serrano, uh, Calmioso, okay, Bear. Uh, all, all of you guys, it's been great. Uh, Oscar Vargas, uh, J.E., Kurt Affair. Uh, I'm assuming that means it was short, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry for that. Some of us need uh, long affairs. Others, they're quite Kurt. Anyhow, uh, and I like to thank Joe Glassford, the uh, the podfather, as Sean calls him, for you know keeping the ball rolling. Uh, please like and subscribe our channel here on YouTube. Uh, I think we're pretty close to uh, 900 followers, 900 subscribers, rather. Uh, so it'd be great if we could get to that number before the season so we can continue to bring you uh, lively debates, uh, interesting opinions, so on and so forth. Uh, feel free to vote on who is more correct today, me or Tom. I, I would love That's to see right. what the... Uh, send, your, to... send your emails to Jamie Sweet. <laughs> that, you won't find me there. You, you, I don't know who you'll get, but you'll get somebody who will be like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, so right. come, to, come on. Just remember like, this. Just remember this. Just remember this when there's when a way to do polls on this game, when we win the first game just because of Cam Reddish. Oh my God! In, in honor of oh, in honor I, of I I I will glass I will, half empty. Jamie, oh sweet. boy, bring it, bring it. I listen. I I I believe that I was right for three years running when it came to our trade. Uh, our our trade. Uh, well, that's because you just said no, no trade's going to happen. No trade's right. going to happen. Because I no thought no trade was going to happen. That trade's not going to happen. And then last season, and then last season, I said the best chance we're going to have to trade Westbrook is right before the trading deadline. And lo, well, what? But happened? if there's a trade, but he said it wasn't going to be a trade. What happened? No, I said we weren't going to trade him for Heald and Turner. And lo, what happened? We didn't trade him for Heald and Turner. We traded him for nobody that anybody ever saw coming. But it did happen close to the deadline. That's right. So, no trades. And I don't, I don't see, uh, I don't see a trade happening this year. I'm just going to go out. I'm going to get get that out of the way right now. I think only <laughs> there because will be a major trade at the de trade deadline. It won't be a major trade if, it, if it's a trade a at all. Trade if it's a trade at all, if it's a trade at all, it will be for a marginal player. It'll be like Cam Reddish for uh, Troy Brown. Lakers will win their ninth. Lakers will win their 18th NBA championship this year. Uh, I maybe. I, I think this team has a good chance to get back to the Western Conference Finals. And if you get back to the Western Conference Finals, that gives you a good shot to get to the NBA Finals. You only got to beat one team at that point. So I think that's that's I, I give that a 60% chance of happening that the Lakers make the NBA Finals. What I would like to see. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Price is right.
there, there we go. Tom's Tom's gonna over over me on a dollar on every on every. That RV is worth that RV that RV is worth sixty thousand dollars. All right, I think it's worth sixty thousand and one dollars. Okay, all right. Uh, yes, I think I am on for next Saturday. I had to think about it for a second. Uh, I got swim lessons again with Sydney, so it'll have to be one-ish again. Okay, uh, after well, we'll, do it, we'll do the one next Saturday. <laughs> And uh, I'd like to thank, as again, our whole chat. Uh, Great and, job, uh, there, Thank you for keeping it keeping us going. And uh, I think Gerald's still going to do a show later tonight, or there's no game tonight, so it'll probably be tomorrow at this point. Right. Uh, I think it'll be. Well, join us on uh, uh, what's the thing we use for? Uh, I don't. I don't do it because I can't. I, know, I keep switching. Up. I got forgotten. No, it was the uh, playback. Join us on playback during the oh, game. Right. You can you can argue with Joe. Uh, about, uh, I mean, really anything. Uh, Join us on a small screen, and uh, and uh, we'll do. I'm sure we'll do a post game uh, Laker fast break after that. Uh, like, subscribe us on YouTube. Rate our podcasts on wherever you get podcasts from. Uh, Stone Hansen, give him a shout out if you're doing podcasts. He's he's there at Summer League. He's doing some. He's doing he's doing some true research. We appreciate everything you bring to the to the show, Stone. And uh, everybody, stay safe, stay sane. And I'd like to say thank you from all of us right here at the Lakers Fast Break.